Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The game is over, but we are just getting started. So this is the thanks I get for working overtime. Overtime! Welcome to Overtime with Kyle Madsen and Alan Stiles. One ninety-five seven. The game. Alan Styles, Sterling Bennett filling in today for Kyle Madsen. The 49ers go down to the Chicago Bears, nineteen to ten, in Grassgate. There's water everywhere. You can barely see the screen at the end of the game, but there are no excuses. I don't care if it's week one. This game was a game. That the Niners had to have. I know it's early, but you can't play like that and expect to win. Too many penalties. Trey Lance wasn't great. He had some flashes. Sterling, 888-957-9570. You already know what it is. Get the calls in. What are your thoughts? What are your initial reactions to what you just saw? Sterling, what do you got for me, my guy? This was pitiful on every level. Offensive line, bad. Trey Lance, not that great. Defense, worn down late in the game. Secondary, they were shot late in the game as well. There was nothing you can take away from this game that was like, yeah, that was pretty good. It was all bad. It didn't start that way, though. No, no. But it ended up where you're like, nothing was positive. Everything, to every takeaway is going to be negative for the whole week now. I just don't really understand what where it went wrong. Right. And, and look, we talked a little bit during the game and I'm sitting here saying, I don't know, Sterling. I've seen we've seen this before with Kyle Shanahan and I'm not putting it on Kyle Shanahan. But how many times even last season and the seasons in the past where you sit there and, and you're looking at the scoreboard and you're thinking the Niners have complete control of this game, complete control. And you look up and they're up three points. They're up seven points. They're barely up. They're not cashing in. And yeah, I'm going to get on Debo at the beginning of the game. I know it's wet. It wasn't as bad as it was at the end of the game. You come out, you come and punch him in the mouth and you get that score. You set the tone. That fumble, it, it, it wasn't great by anybody. And we're going to have the calls. Like I said, 888-957-9570. We're going to hear the Jimmy talk. We saw the cutaways. The, the, as soon as they lost the lead the cutaways to Jimmy got times by five and you know what we're here for all of it because that is what overreaction not even Monday our overdrive our overtime that's what it's all about so let's get it going right now with Travis in Oakland that wants to give his thoughts what's up Travis you're on with Alan and Sterling yeah so I drank a lot last night and that game made me feel even more hungover than I already am (laughs) I honestly don't know what I just watched um and you know like the whole Shannon point like I'll be honest, like, 
he hasn't won us a ring. He's gotten us there, like, great. So did Jim Harbaugh. Like, bro, he, he sometimes, and, you know, he's going to go to his press where he's going to be arrogant. That was a lack of preparation and planning. Trey looks lost. The defense, I don't know what the hell that was. And I'll be honest, man, you guys said it. There's nothing positive to take away from this. This was an atrocious, pitiful loss. It was as ugly as the weather there. And I'll tell you what, I got big concerns about Trey because he looked lost. I don't know if we're going to be able to beat Seattle next week. I may sell my tickets. That was hideous, boys. Hideous. <laughs> Travis, don't they sell the tickets. Don't sell the tickets, I'm, man. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. But what I need to do now is go drink some more Pedialyte because I'm telling you, that game made me feel worse than I already feel. Shout out to you guys. Hey, good luck. I'm sure there's going to be people who are more upset than me. But, God, that was ugly. It, it was not ugly. And, again, going back to Travis's point, and going back to the preparation, we sit there, we make fun of the Cowboys and how they have all these penalty problems and you have to, you have to understand your team and you have to be disciplined. 11 penalties for 95 yards. And it wasn't just the amount of penalties. And it wasn't just the yards. It's the timing of them, Sterling. It's the timing of them. The third down from Dre Greenlaw. Enough now, man. Figure it out. Well, that was even like last year. Go back to week 17. He had come back from injury. It felt like he was amped up. He was causing penalties left and right, and you're mm-hmm. thinking, are you going to cost us a playoff spot? Well, today, I'm not saying he cost us the game, but right. at a certain point, pivotal third downs, you can stop Chicago and their momentum, and you're pulling face masks. You're diving on Justin Fields after the play's over with. Again, momentum's a huge thing in this game. The Bears. The Bears came in saying, we want to punch one of the big boys in the mouth. Mm-hmm. They did just that. The Niners looked worse than the Bears. That's inexcusable. Yeah, they they had me thinking while I'm watching. Are the Bears better than everybody thought they were? I mean, we we spoke all week to different me, me, members of the media in Chicago, and they were all, "Hey, man, don't take it too don't take it too hard on us." Obviously, they had a small belief that they could win, but even they thought, "All right, maybe we can cover." There but is not this. Not a single person, analyst, fan that came into this game saying the Bears should win this game. This game was favored or was in San Francisco's favor on paper, mm-hmm. and it should have been on the field. Well, you come out there and you lay an egg. Yeah. And Debo Samuel, big fumble early. You want to make a statement. You do that. And again, the Niners could have capitalized the whole first half. They had the ball on their own 40 or their own 43 yard line. Nothing. Chicago's 48. Nothing. If you want to win in this game, you want to win in this league. You have to capitalize on the opportunities the other team gives you. Yes, Lance, Debo, Ayuk, I don't care who you want to point fingers at, the Niners didn't get that done today. Look, I tweeted it earlier. The Niners were playing with their food, and they just do it far too often. And we can put it on Trey, because when it was scripted, he looked great. When it was unscripted, and, and look, this is to be expected. Yeah. And this is, the, what, the early bumps. What does it mean now? The 510 is chiming in on the text line, 888-957-9570, if you want to be a part of the conversation as well. The moment Elijah Mitchell left the game, it changed. He looked great and was gashing them. How do we have all these running backs, right, but once Elijah Mitchell goes out, they're cooked. The whole thing was cooked. Jeff Wilson Jr., he's supposed to be your power guy. You can't count on him. You don't even have – so you have one one – third round running back that you cut in Sermon, the one that you, you got most recently, even make CDP, the game day roster. is not even on the game day roster. And, and you know what? The, the best thing that I, that I realized from the Niners and saw today was the fact that them capping 
Debo's incentives as for being a running back at 650k, that's the best thing that they've done in 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 the last Two, three years, because based on what he did today, I mean, he only needs, what is it, 380 yards to get his 650K, and if he doesn't get that but gets hundred, but gets three touchdowns, he'll make 150K extra. If he does both, they have it capped at 650K. At this, at this rate, he's going to do it by game five. By game five. They don't have a running back number two, and I like Jeff Wilson Jr. He has shown flashes in the past. But if I ask you this, Alan, mm-hmm. who do you think was San Francisco's leading rusher today? Trey Lance? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not because they were design runs, although some were. He was running for his life. Yes. It's an indictment on Shanahan, the offensive line, and the lack of running game. Yeah, they had 176 yards. Lance had 54 of them. That's not what you want. You do not want your rookie quarterback, your star, the guy you're banking on this season Mm -hmm. on, having 13 carries, getting hammered every single play. No, and I'm not going to lie to you. Towards the end of the game, we were close to the two minutes. I was mark. worried. I, I was Trey. Just go down, man. Yeah. It, it, it's not worth it. The chances of you're down nine. The chances of you pulling this off versus you getting injured in a situation like this. Just go down. It just doesn't make very much sense to me. And at, at, in the beginning of the game, when you had Elijah Mitchell, the, uh, nobody was talking about the offensive line because you were able to hide it. Once the running the running game stalled, the Bears took the lead and they knew that you were going to throw, that's when you saw not one, not two, not three, multiple cracks in this offensive line and Trey was just running around. 888-957-9570. Let's head out to Boston where Tony wants to talk about Trey. What's up, Tony? You're on with Allen and Sterling. We got you, Tony? All right, Tony, call back. Call back. Let's go out to Michael in Oakland. What's up, Michael? You're on with Sterling and Allen. Hey, man. I just wanted to say uh, I watched the whole game with the 49ers, and y'all suck. (laughs) (laughs) Is that all you got? (laughs) That's a takeaway of the game. All right, thanks, Michael. Y'all suck. Thank you for that one. (laughs) Appreciate it. it. 415, let's not lose our cool here. Any game in these weather conditions is up for grabs. It was a monsoon out there. Bleezy San Jose. I would agree with you, Bleezy. The problem is this. By the time the real monsoon came at the end of the game, it's too late. the Niners should have already had it in the bag. Yep. It's that, that first half. That first half. Stop messing around. It's almost like Kyle Shanahan went to this game. Had a great first drive scripted. It fell apart. Mm-hmm. There were some nice plays here. There, Trey had a deep bomb to Juwan Jennings, got them a field goal. But outside of that, I mean, there was nothing to glean from to say, "Wow, that was special." Yeah, and that's not what you want. Of no. course, you want the win. Had had they won this game, even by a single point, I would say you survived the monsoon. Yes, and now you just drowned in it, mm-hmm. and now you're zero one. Yeah, and and here's here's the thing. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. But you got to think Kittle in the red zone would have made a difference. You have to think that. Now, again, and Elijah Mitchell did go out, but you cannot – there's a big, a big part of me does want to say, all right, weather conditions were terrible, no Kittle, Elijah Mitchell goes down. First game, by the way, for Trey Lance as a starter, I want to go in that direction. But the bottom line is you just don't have time. And that's what we've been saying about this whole thing. This game is going to bite you. It's not, and I, and I get it. That's why people don't do the read the schedule thing because any given Sunday, what's done on paper or what's on paper doesn't necessarily matter. But you have to be able to take advantage. Okay, it's not about what the Bears 
are or are not supposed to be. Yeah. The bottom line is this. You put yourself in a position to be successful, and you couldn't cash in. And the only reason I'm holding Shanahan to this is because we found him in this position. For all the Jimmy callers that's going to call in, I know we'll get to you. I can't wait to get to you They're either. Coming. But the thing is this. We've seen Kyle Shanahan do it with Jimmy. Yep. We've seen it happen. So to me, it's less about Trey. It's less about what we didn't see. And more, if you're going to cut off the head of the snake, it starts at the top. And that's where I'm starting. Everything else, when you talk about being disciplined, the penalties, man, they weren't ready to play. Well, this goes back to last year. The first half of last last season, one of the biggest indictments was this team is undisciplined, and it cost them a handful of games. The Packers game comes to mind. While this game was not won and lost with penalties exactly, mm-hmm. there were plenty of chances they could have had to score and win this game, early at least. But when you're going to do stupid stuff like that, when you're going to cost your team or your defense a third down, now that drive continues right. for more minutes on the field. Nick Bose is exhausted. Ebu comes tired. Kinlaw had the ankle injury. He's tired, but now they have to go out there and continue to play. Your defense is like, hey, I'm gassed. Help me. And the yeah. offense didn't help them either. It felt like every single drive in that second half was two minutes, three minutes. Defense get back out there and hopefully stop them. And the yeah. Bears said, we have momentum. The big play to Pettis. Everything changed on that play. And I'll tell you what. Drake Greenlaw, man. You know, you know how people say what, what uh, Bonte says, you eat for free? Yeah. Drake Greenlaw, when you come back, you're going you're gonna to get charged more. You're going to pay. you got extra extra San Francisco taxes. You're paying for Warner and Alshire and Bosa. Rough, that was a rough go. It was a rough go. But again... I'm trying to stay away from singling out people because collectively this team was just not ready, and that's why I'm keeping it on Shanahan right now. It's the first game of the season. you got to be ready. To me, Trey Lance was exactly what we thought he'd be. He is exactly what everybody told us he would be. He's going to miss some throws that he shouldn't, and he's going to make some throws that are going to make you say, wow. Again, the Niners lose their game one, 19-10, to the Chicago Bears. By the way, the line was seven. Niners were the favorite. 888-957-9570. Let's try Tony again in Boston. What's up, Tony? You're on with Sterling and Allen. Hey, Tony. Hey, what's going on? It's Tony. What's up, Tony? What you got for us? Oh, yeah. All I can say is, I don't know who anointed this Trey Lance's quarterback, okay? There's a reason why Belichick's won seven or eight Super Bowls. The guy drafted him. I'm telling you, Jimmy G would have won that game hands down. You need a leader on the team. Trey Lance is not a leader, okay? That was the most pathetic. To lose to the Bears, the Bears don't have any talent whatsoever on that team. Jim just goes to wipe the field with them easily. And Jimmy G, this is why you need a leader. There's a difference. You can blame Shanahan, yes, whatever you want to do. Jimmy G would have won that game. Hands down. Thanks for the call, Tony. And, Cam, you know what? Moving forward, we're going to need that drop from the Matrix with Morpheus, and here we go, because that's what's going to (laughs) happen. Game one, you're going to have calls like this. The media is going to tear this up and do it over and over again. And here we go. Early bumps in the road. Well, now it's early, and now you got some bumps. And again, I personally didn't think Trey Lance played that bad. And it's also not an indictment on his leadership. This was not about leadership. But at certain times, he did look like someone that, because the weather was so bad, 
he had to play hero ball. Mm-hmm. He was he was running for three yards on the ground because no one else was helping him out. Receivers were dropping passes left and right. It just felt like Lance, to no fault of his own, was on an island by himself of, hey, someone help me. Someone catch a ball. Now, he had an interception, I get that, but it felt like late in the game, the rain's pouring down, he's trying to drive this team to hopefully get a win somewhere, mm-hmm. and it was just like he was by himself. It was Revis Island, but it was Lance Island, and it's not a good one you want to be on. No. He was castaway. No, he was just he was just it and everything you said it too while we were watching the game. Even when he did take off, it was weird because even though the offensive line didn't play great, he had this odd amount of time where he got four or five yards, but it felt like the play took a whole 30 seconds off yeah. the clock. Everything was just in slow motion again, re- referencing the Matrix one more time. <laughs> it just wasn't crisp. It wasn't clean. And you can blame, you can, but there's plenty of blame to go around. Yeah. But to me, this is not a, if this is a, if this is a, Trey Lance leadership thing, then that again goes to Kyle Shanahan with the pick. All right. And I, again, I think it's way too early to put anything, to put anything on Trey Lance. I, I didn't see, I saw exactly what everyone told me that I see. Nobody said Trey Lance was, was a thousand percent accurate. Nobody no. said Trey Lance wasn't 22. Nobody said Trey Lance wasn't going to have to have some ups and downs. Nobody said all that. But your, the rest of your team has to pick you up. And when you have 11 penalties for 95 yards, that is not the rest of the team. And I know some, there are a couple false starts, and the, the clip heard around the world of Kyle Shanahan, get the blank and play in. He, so, he was so, not happy. So he's not happy. You know what, Kyle? You're not happy with the guys. You shouldn't be happy with yourself either. Yeah. Because that was pathetic. It was absolutely pathetic. Let's go out to our call all-star, Robin and SF, who wants to talk about the game. What's up, Robin? You're on with Sterling and Allen. So, you know, I get that you guys are very emotional and upset because they lost, but and it was collectively a bad game. Even though we're in control, they did not look prepared. And so, but here's the deal. Uh, leading up to why people, I'm not going to say Jimmy would have won that game because I never liked the way that 95.7 the game, most of the, um, with the exception of a few of um the more, I think, mature journalists like J.D. and Matt Simons were able to bring a little bit more perspective. Most of you guys set it up where you pitted, and you didn't mean to, but you pitted Jimmy G against Lance and built Lance up like he had all this talent and he was going to do this and he was going to do that because he can do this, what Jimmy can't do, and Jimmy can't do that. So that's why you're going to get callers to say, see, see what he can't do, even though he, you know, what was, I agree with Kyle, I mean, or Alan, I expected what I saw out of him today, but I'm going to tell you, you might not even mean it, but the whole time this big build up to land, you guys inadvertently put Jimmy down and, and built this boy up on a pedestal, and some people are going to call in and rub it in your face. And please, stop making excuses for the boy. The O-line didn't play good, but he didn't play good either. But hey, that's just the way it goes. Bye. Thanks for the call, Robin. Look, I I don't think it made a difference. When you have somebody like Jimmy, who he misses throws. I mean, he misses throws, right? He's limited. So whenever you bring in the new toy, right, everyone is going to be excited about it. So I don't think it it necessarily matters what anybody said. Everybody was going to be excited about Trey Lance. And I don't think anybody was sitting here saying Trey Lance was the next Joe Montana. Everyone just thinks that this ceiling is going to be very high. And it is very high. We... 
to to think that you'd see it today that that that's not at least that's not what I went into the season thinking that I was going to see prime Trey Lance in in game one specifically with these conditions so again did he play great no but Kyle Shanahan didn't coach great the defense didn't defend great the O-line didn't hold up their end of the bargain nobody did nobody did and and sometimes it's just that simple so this might be better for Trey Lance because to me it's not like everybody else did their job and Trey Lance didn't show up. The, nobody showed up. Yeah. You you should have just stayed in the We got good weather over here. You didn't have to be <laughs> in the rain in the monsoon. You could have just kicked it here if you weren't going to show up. 888-957-9570. Let's head out to our guy Drop of the Hat Matt who wants to chat about the game. What's up Drop of the Hat? You're on with Allen and Sterling. Hey, how y'all doing? Look, I called in on Friday, right? I said the Bears under. This is this the problem was never Jimmy G. Kyle Shanahan's offense is no different than he was four years ago when he came to his league. It's a play calling. As a defensive coordinator on the offensive team, you know how to game plan against this dude. Second, Trey Lance is no better than C.J. Becker or, or Nick Money. They can't. He, they, they, don't, they don't make quick, quick reads and quick release passes. You need that because as a defense, if you stop the run and then you're, the quarterback's inconsistent and can't throw the short passes, there's no reason you're never going to get the deep ball. And that's why Jimmy G is the best quarterback that can run Kyle Shanahan offense. If you look at the record, the only reason why Shanahan wins is because he has Jimmy Garoppolo there. I bet you. In the next six, six to eight games, look, Lance, no, there's no indictment on Lance. The problem is that they reach. He's supposed to be a fourth round or fifth round pick at best. They reach for a guy that has no experience. Yeah, he has all talent. The ceiling is high. But that don't mean he's going to make the cut. You know what I mean? He don't have that it factor. Like I said, I don't like, I, I don't hate on Lance. He, it's it's going to be long season. In two, three games, the rest of the team, the locker room, they're not going to be feeling this because you can't run the plays where, oh, we got to run to Debo because the defense know that Lance can't throw the short passes. You see? Thanks for the call, drop of the hat, Matt. I mean, look, this is exactly – everybody is going to – let me say this right now. All right, and I see you four one five. Stop making excuses for Trey. Uh, drop of the hat. I get you. Everybody's gonna see what they wanted to see today. Yeah. If you went out there, if you truly think Trey Lance looked completely pathetic, then I don't know what to tell you. Well, this all goes back to even last year. You can think what you want of Jimmy Garoppolo. He won games, had a quick release, and he can make up for some of the deficiencies of a weak offensive line. Yes. People can talk about well, the offensive line was bad. Yes, Trey Lance will learn to get that ball out quicker. Sometimes today, and I told you during the game, that it looks like he's holding the ball on too long. He looks like he's hesitant to pull that trigger. That's something, yes, Jimmy Garoppolo would have just done. Some plays would have been three-yard you know, completions for a first down. Those things will come, but the bigger question here is, how long does that take? Right? And that's the we big, don't know. That, exactly. That's the bigger question. And it's going to be harder for some people now to give Lance patience. Because the whole talking point was, these first two games, cupcakes. Easy wins. Right. Get your confidence. Come in. Be 2-0. Then play Denver. Then play the Rams. That's the big test. These first two games, you should be 2-0. Now you're 0-1, and everyone takes a step back and goes, we, we don't know about Trey now. Oh, my goodness. But here's the thing, though. What went wrong? Oh, let me tell you something like this. What went wrong? What did you see Trey do that Jimmy hasn't done in the past? How about that? Answer that question. Number one. 
We, if we're going to sit here and say that this offense is all it, it's all run by the running game, yeah. then that running game disappears, and Trey has to drop back. and And Kyle Shanahan will probably tell you whenever he has his press conference that they ran way they they ran less than they wanted to yeah. because they weren't getting anything once Elijah Mitchell went down. So if we know that was what the plan was going to be, then you had to move away from said plan. I'm telling you right now, if Jimmy has to drop back, we're getting the same calls, we're getting the same text, and it's the reverse. Put Trey in. Jimmy's doing what he's always done. We've seen this movie before, but again, it's not about Trey Lance today. It's not about anybody else besides, to me, Kyle Shanahan and the team as a collective unit. We got to get to a break. When we come back, I see four lines right now, and we got more open if you want to join in. I see you, Kevin. I see you, Spencer. I see you, OG. Keep going through the text line, 888-957-9570. A little later in the show, we're going to have our guy, John Dickinson, who is in Chicago, boots on the ground. We're going to chat with him to see what the vibe was and get some updates on some injury stuff. It's Alan Styles, of Sterling Bennett, 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, back to Overtime with Kyle Madsen and Alan Stiles on 95.7 The Game. We are back overtime with Alan Stiles and Sterling Bennett filling in for Kyle Madsen, reacting to Game 1 of the San Francisco 49ers who lose on the road, Soldier Field in the swampy swamp to the Chicago Bears, 19-10. They led 7-0 at halftime. They then led 10-7. They had opportunities time and time again, and they could not cash in. And Cam coming in with the ain't no fun. It ain't no fun when you don't defend. It ain't no fun when you can't throw passes. And it ain't no fun when you can't call the right plays. It definitely ain't no fun when you have penalty after penalty after penalty. Let's get back out to the phone lines, and let's go with Kevin in OKC who wants to talk Niners. What's up, Kevin? You're on with Allen and Sterling on Overtime. Hey, what's 
Hey, what's up, guys? I enjoyed the show, man. Um, being a Niner fan out here in OKC, man, I was highly disappointed. But, you know, I, I kind of expected Trey. Trey is inexperienced. And people get on Trey. Yeah, you know, I think he holds on to the ball a little too long. But, I mean, how much football has the guy really played? I think mm. that the guys, they really let him down. They know that this is a young quarterback. They know that there's going to be a controversy with the quarterback position if he plays like crap or if they lose. And they still kind of just... They didn't give him that, you know what I'm saying, that, that energy and that pump to, to help the young guy out. Yeah, Trey Lance made a lot of mistakes. He, he holds on to the ball way too long, and he just runs forward like they just run design plays like he's Tim Tebow or something. When the play breaks down, I think they were counting on him improvising a little bit and getting to the outside and, you know, moving the chains, and he's not doing that. But the, I, I really think that the guys just let him down, man, with all the penalties and the coaching, not getting the plays in, that was just a, a, a poop show. You know what I mean? Hopefully they'll get it together next week. If they don't, they're really going to have a quarterback controversy, and that's what they need to avoid if they're going to go forward with Trey Lance. Because you also have negatives with Jimmy. Jimmy can't stretch the field, you know, and, and he don't use his legs. So, I mean, it's like, pick, you know, take the lesser of two evils. But, you know, I was really disappointed in, in the way the team played overall and their approach, it's like they weren't even ready. Like they expected Chicago to lay down. It's the NFL. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I appreciate y'all taking my call, man. I mean, it is what it is. We'll bounce back next week. But they got to get it together, man. They got to help Trey out. They got to help him out, man. They going to mess with his confidence. No, thanks for the call, Kevin. And be safe out there in OKC being a Niner fan. You know what I mean? I know hey, that, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And it's a good point. We talked a little bit about this in the first segment. They are the veterans. This whole thing that was made about being a captain, not being made a captain, it's not a big deal to me because you have this many guys on the top 100 uh, top 100 NFL list. You have these vets. You have these guys that have been in the trenches, that have gone to Super Bowls, that have gone to NFC championships. You know that you needed to pick up your guy today. Well, all the talk of the offseason was Trey's ready, but if he struggles, we have the pieces yes. around him to make up for that. Well, today... Those pieces didn't step up to help him. They hurt him. Exactly. They hurt him more. There was no urgency on the field. Defensive, offense, it doesn't matter which side of the ball it is. You have to come out and punch someone in the mouth. And mm-hmm. San Francisco is traveling back to Santa Clara now thinking, you know, they got it shoved in today. You went to Chicago, not to mention Jimmy Garoppolo's hometown, and you took an L. There are people that do want to see Jimmy still play. Yes. And for Trey Lance to come out, and not even his fault entirely— but to put on that performance in a place where that does have some history for this team, it's not good. Now, I'm not saying bench the kid. I will give him all the time he needs. I believe Trey Lance will become something. And I wasn't expecting him to become that something today. It's a work in progress. And if He you're, showed flashes. He did, but if you're a work in progress, how do you help that? You put the pieces around him. Well, those pieces failed. They did. They, didn't show, they did not show up. They failed. It's week one, a long season, but it's not a good showing for those pieces to do that, Tim. Again, Trey Lance, 164 yards, one interception, 13 for 28. That's good for around 46% completion percentage. Not good. Not good. 480 is chiming in. Too many jet sweeps and trying to be cute. I agree. Armstead's only play was cutting his own D lineman to give up the bomb to Pettis. By the way, Pettis' revenge game. Dude. You could even say Justin Fields' revenge game. You're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo being from Chicago. How about Justin Fields? You passed on him, and I know he wore two gloves today. There was talk. He he did not look bad. He looked pretty darn good. He looked like 
if you flip the script and Tra- Justin Fields has had a whole season under mm-hmm. his belt. Trey Lance has now 14 quarters as a starter or player in the NFL. Right. There's a lot of context that goes into this. but And Fields didn't look good early at all. It was kind of the reverse. Lance looked pretty nice. Right. You're thinking, okay, they're going to get this thing rolling. Then the script flipped, and Fields said, now it's my turn. And he he came out there second half, and he was firing it around to, to, to Pettis. Another big play to, to Montgomery, I believe. It was like... When it came to the second-half adjustments, there were none. In Chicago, and to those guys' credit, they came out and said, we can beat these guys. We're going to go out there. We're still in this game. This is our game to take. Yes. And the Niners came out and said, eh, we're, we're leading. We're, we, can, we can win. We can hold on. You don't want to hold on. You want to go out there, make a statement, and you want to crush Chicago. You want to win thirty-five to ten? Yes. And they lost nineteen to ten. We're sitting there. We're sitting there. What are they going to cover? I had polls out. Are they going to cover? How, how tough is it going to be? Can the can the Chicago Bears hang around? Yeah. Hang around, and I don't care. I don't care what it feels like. Right. It felt like the Niners should be up more. That is what actually helps those teams that you have no business yeah. losing to because in the or, or even being in a competition with because they look up and they think man I mean we shouldn't even be in this game now if we play a little bit better we could do some things yeah. and, and and you give teams that hope specifically going into halftime and then you get a broken play here or there and next thing you know the, the I know some people don't believe in momentum well I do and we saw it on full display today 888-957-9570 let's go back to the phone lines which are full by the way and you can hop on in as well let's go to Johnson in the city who wants to chat about the game what's up Johnson you're on overtime Hey, Sterling. Hey, Styles. Thank you very much. Um, I was watching the game, and um, Justin Fields did nothing. Um, if uh, these referees were, were, were referee for me, I could win the Super Bowl being a quarterback. Uh, the referees were picking on the 49ers, and uh, straight up, I hate the Garoppolo fans. Uh, Garoppolo's cool, but um, Garoppolo, I never want to see him on this team. This is why I don't want him on the team. He should be cut. I don't care if Trey Lance goes 0-17. I want Trey Lance to play and not Garoppolo. Get rid of Garoppolo and cut him, man. Thank you. 0-17. Thank you, Johnson, wow. in the city. Look, we're going to see all all sides today. All sides. It is time for the overreaction here on Overtime, and I'm all for it. Let's keep it rolling on the phone lines. Let's head out to Spencer in Oakland who wants to talk Niners as well. What's up, Spencer? You're on Overtime with Alan and Sterling. How you guys doing? How you guys doing? Uh, I just kind of wanted to call in uh, as a Bay Area guy, but I'm traditionally a Raider fan. Just kind of give a little outside perspective. I don't think that Trey is the reason the Niners lost this game. Mm-hmm. Not by far. Uh, I think there was no separation from wide receivers, especially in the second half. There were open drops. Uh, there was a blown coverage touchdown. Trey Lance didn't fumble that football in the first half. And he certainly wasn't responsible for nearly 100 yards or more in penalties. Uh, and I'm a Raider fan. I know all about penalties. And that's going <laughs> to kill them if they can't clean that up. So uh, it's not Trey Lance's fault. He, he played in many, in many ways like a rookie today. But I didn't see him miss that many reads. I just saw receivers not getting separation. Uh, and I thought he did well with his legs. I do think you need to be cautious because no matter how big, strong, and, and you know, flexible that kid is, uh, he's going to get hurt if he keeps taking some full-body shots and having guys land on him like happened today. So, um, you know, 
good luck to the Niners this season. I, I, I really wish that Shanahan would stick to the power running game. Uh, that's the kind of football that, you know, the NFL needs and dominates when, when you know, you're in situations like this with rain uh, and later on in the playoffs when you get snow and all that good stuff with cold weather coming down at the end of the season. So um, just really important to get back to fundamentals of, of what you guys have as a football team, which is running the football and not putting it in the hands of your rookie quarterback and certainly not blaming your rookie quarterback for the mistakes of the rest of the team. And I'm certainly not going to blame the rest. That face mask penalty, like the guy said before, he's blaming the rest, but that face mask penalty turned the game around. And it was legit. It was a mistake. I don't think he meant it, but it was still a legit penalty, and it kept him on the field, and then you had a touchdown. So uh, that's all i got to say from kind of an outside perspective. Good luck. Uh, And, yeah, good luck. Thank you. Well, to the caller's point, the Bears scored three touchdowns on consecutive drives today. Mm -hmm. They had five drives in the first half, nothing. Second half, three consecutive drives with a touchdown. Now, to give you some context, they started on their own 28-yard line. They ran five plays and had 57 yards. 15 of those, penalty yards. That's the Greenlaw face mask. Allowed that drive to continue. Which was completely unnecessary, by the way. There was like seven guys tackling him. (laughs) I don't know what you're doing. But the second touchdown drive, penalties. Mooney Ward gets holding calls. Al Shire roughing the passer. He gets a concussion, goes to the tent. Double. Chicago starts on their own 16. 10 plays, 64 yards, 23 yards up penalties. They were just giving them the game yeah, and hoping somehow they could pull it out. When your defense, which is supposed to be what keeps you in a game with a young quarterback who has an experience, they were the one that gave this game up. And the last touchdown drive, penalty on Kinlaw, touchdown, gives them three touchdowns in a row because the defense continued to give that game away for free. The yeah. offense struggled for sure, no doubt about it, but the defense that is supposed to be your strong suit. We all talked in the training camp and the OTAs, well, this defense is top-notch, one of the best in the league, and it can get there, and it should be there. It should have been there today, and it wasn't. Yeah. My question is, my question is this. Everybody's saying, so I, the, the 510 is chiming in on the text line, 888-957-9570, if you want to be a part of the conversation as well. If people are going to talk badly about when Jimmy wins games or loses games, nobody should be making excuses for Trey. The interception was all on Trey. The interception was all on Trey Lance. You saw it in his eyes. He said, look, that one is on me. But if my question to Kyle Shanahan is, what was the offensive game plan today? Kyle Shanahan, we we talk about these overused sports terms, genius, all all these things. Kyle Shanahan is a genius. Okay, genius. What was the offensive game plan today? If you were going to say, well, Trey Lance didn't play well, which he did not. I don't think he necessarily played bad but I wouldn't say he played outstanding. But what was the game plan? I mean, you, you had Debo back there. Like, like we said in the first segment, he's going to blow those incentives for running in the backfield out of the water. You have Debo back there. Once Elijah Mitchell goes down, you can't do anything at all. What was the plan? I mean, you had some uh, the nice throw to Jennings. You had a couple long tosses that Trey's good for, and he did miss on some. You met Croft early in the game. He did miss on some as well, which we expected. But what is the plan here? Trey ran far too much. Far too much. The RPOs. There's a little cuteness. There's a little bit. Too, there's a little bit of too much. I'm. I'm smarter than you. I'm the smartest person in the room. But that's Kyle Shanahan. That's who he's always been. And my biggest gripe leaving today's game. It's not even Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. It's and the, the text line has said it. You said it. I'll continue to say it. Once Mitchell went down, that the game plan out the window. Mm-hmm. It was 
what are we going to do? Yeah. Debo's running back, Jeff Wilson's back there, Trey running. It was like everything Kyle Shanahan had schemed up, written down. It was like, oh my goodness, I can't use it now. And, and no offense to, to Elijah Mitchell, but it's not like he's Barry Sanders or anything. Like no. Kyle Shanahan should be able to overcome losing Elijah Mitchell to the lowly Bears. I'm sorry. Come on now. You had 18 running backs. How do you have 18 running backs during training camp and you can't find one to do? You still go right back to Debo. I'm telling you what, everybody is worried about Trey Lance running too much. You can't be running Debo that much. If, I don't care how big he is. We have no idea what Mitchell's status will be going forward. It could be serious for mm-hmm. all we know. And we hope it's not. We hope he's back next week. But if you're using Debo as the wide back again, which is, again, the offseason was Debo doesn't want to be used that way. Now, he has pushed back against that. But you want your star receiver, your star wide back to be healthy. Yeah. How do you keep him healthy? Limit how much damage he has to take every single week. And they reverted right back to what it was last year. Exactly. Late in the and it's great. It's beautiful. Debo, that first touchdown, you can't he, do he it lowered for the boom. Weeks. It's all fun and games until Debo's out. You can't you can't just run this guy. You ask somebody right now, oh, how did Debo's routes today? How did he look today? I don't know. No idea. I have no clue. None. And because, it's not even his fault. Yeah, he was just in the backfield the whole time. All right, 888-957-9570. Let's go out to OG in Seattle. Ooh. Who wants to talk Niners? What's up, OG? You're on overtime with Allen and Sterling. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Very disappointing loss. But, you know, uh, I, I think we've got to look at the bigger picture. The trend here is that the 49ers are a poorly coached offensive unit. Uh, the NFL is on to Kyle Shanahan's system. It's a very gimmicky version of Marty Ball. He's play, basically playing Marty Ball out there. There's a lot of fancy runs, and there's some passing every now and then, but he doesn't coach well for situational football. The offensive line pass protection is porous. Uh, the, the, the scheme, there's too many passes over the middle, and that's not the strength of Trey Lance. Trey Lance throws deep. Look at that beautiful throw he made to Jawan Jennings. It was fantastic. They should have had four or five more of those and put this game away in the first half, and it should have been over. But Kyle does not manage these games effectively. He doesn't have a good sense for momentum, for, uh, you know, how to, how to put teams away. Uh, he's coaching very conservative, very scared. And I think that there is a controversy coming out of this game, and it's a coaching controversy. It's not on Trey Lance's first uh, start as a starter in a full year uh, to put on him. No freaking way. That's a great call, OG, but here's the thing. We can sit there and say, oh, this is not Trey Lance, on Trey Lance, whatever the case may be. This team still has expectations. Yeah. And that's what we continue to say. Are you going to be willing to fight through? If your team, and this is only one game, but if your team is not in a position where it is able to at least make up for some of those early mistakes and you're dropping games because of it, then you can you afford to play Trey? Now, again, it was a monsoon out there. But early in the game, when they had opportunities, it wasn't. So at the end of the game, when you're looking on TV and you can't even see what's happening, that's not how the whole game was. It was so bad, they had to take all of the graphics off of the TV and use like black lines to indicate where the 40 and 50 yard... It was that bad. But going back to maybe there being a coaching controversy, it ain't about Shanahan. My question is, the running game wasn't great today. Mm -hmm. Does that have anything to do with Mike McDaniel not being there? Mm. Is it an adjustment for Shanahan now to take over that role, essentially? Right. And he doesn't have his, his guy. He doesn't have the person he's relied on over and over and over again 
to be his running guru. Right. He's not there. Like, I would not be surprised, and I get it's one game. We do not want to overreact, whether it's Trey, whether it's the running game, whatever it may be. Things can change. We saw last year the season can flip on one week. Mm-hmm. But without McDaniels or, or McDaniel, this running game could struggle. There could be an adjustment period where Trey has to actually go out there and win us some games, and if he can't do that, it snowballs. Maybe you are 0-4, and, and then we all know what happens after that. I mean, we we zero oh and four. We see what's happening now on on in the, some of the calls we're getting and the texts that we're getting as well. I mean, I think it's a great point because these coordinators, unless you're really in the trenches as far as the team, right? A lot of fans that you know we watch games, things like that. You don't necessarily understand how much these coordinators mean, and, and they seem to just go back and forth, you know, in a merry-go-round. And okay, we'll get, we'll just get another guy and another guy, and it's because it's all about Shanahan anyway. And they're just riding whatever he does is his world. That's not necessarily what it is, right? That's not necessarily what the situation is. And you realize some of that. It's a big adjustment period. All I'm saying is this: for Shanahan and. and the front office to decide to keep Jimmy. By the way, we never thought it was a bad idea from a football standpoint. But this thought process that we're good in-house, we don't have to worry about any drama, lose the first game. There's no drama right now when you have no record. But you're now 0-1 to a Bears team. What's the, the, the Niners projected wins, what, 10, 10 and a half? What, what is the Bears projected wins at? Six, maybe? And I can guarantee you this one wasn't supposed to be one of them. 888-957-9570. Let's go out to our guy. I see you be in Lodi, but before that, let's go out to our guy, Larry NSF, who wants to talk about Shanahan's coaching. What's up, Larry? You're on Overtime with Sterling and Allen. Or do we got Jason? We got Jason. Let's go Jason in Chi-Town. Jason, were you at the game? Tell us what you got. I was not at the game. Okay, what you got for us? All right. So there's a saying out in Chicago for Bears fans, and they call them meatballs, right? Mm-hmm. And it's when they call up and they overreact about everything. <laughs> See, I'm a Niners fan. I've always been a Niners fan. And everybody calling in saying about they need, you know, Trey isn't a leader or he doesn't have the poise or whatnot. The guy started how many games? Let him develop. Let him play. And then we'll wait and see. What did we get with Jimmy? We went to a Super Bowl and we lost. Went to an NFC Championship game, and you know he lost. But the Niners believe in Super Bowl or nothing. Not go to the Super Bowl and lose. Go to the Super Bowl and win. Shanahan wants to win. That's why he went out and, and you know he traded all the picks for him because he believes he can win the Super Bowl. Not get to and lose. Win. So let's just let's just have the kid relax, play it out, and see what happens. That's a great call, Jason. And he's the, right. But the question is, how long? Exactly. Right. The question is how long. If they lay an egg ne- next week to the Seahawks, are, are, is everything still okay? You when think, is it not okay? You think callers are bad now? Texts are bad now. Mm-hmm. You, if if they lose to Seattle in the home opener, there's going to be Jimmy Chance. Yeah. Not just on the calls, but at Levi's. Right. Because fans are going to say it's been two games, and we've lost. Now again, they could come out next week and smoke Seattle. In fact, they should smoke Seattle. Well, they should have smoked. Chicago. Granted, probably not going to be you know fifty degrees and raining with the monsoon, so the 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 weather will be a lot better. The elements will favor San Francisco, but Trey Lance is going to need time. But again, the question is how much time? Because if you're Shanahan, you can't afford to give him eight weeks. Season's done then. Right. If you're three and five again, I know it's how it was last year. Then 
a switch must be made at that point, or at least that conversation needs to be seriously had. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying I want it to happen. I want to give Lance all the opportunities he's going to need because I believe he can succeed in this league. Yeah. He can succeed this year with this team. But that being said, you lost today against a team you should have destroyed, yes. and that's why these conversations are being had. And, and, and that's the whole thing. If you want to hop on, if you want to chime in or just in your mind, whatever you, wherever you are, and you want to say this is an overreaction, let me ask you this. If it's not an overreaction, then, then, or if it is an overreaction and your reaction is different, wouldn't you think that a reaction to a loss that we are going through, wouldn't you say that ours is more accurate because we're reacting to how we just, the, the latest iteration of this team? If you're not overreacting, that means you're assuming that this team is going to be better next week, which that's great. They should be. They should be. They're all optimistic. But we are reacting to what we saw. I'm not going to sit here and, and, and try to future react because, okay, I cannot care about this game because I know they're going to play better in Seattle. Because yeah. you know what? I don't know that. Exactly. I don't know that. I don't care what the line is, all right? 888-957-9570. Let's now go out to our guy, Larry, who wants to talk about Shanahan's coaching. What's up, Larry? You're on overtime. Hey, fellas. I just I watched the game and I started to agree with you all more than I listened because he's calling Garoppolo style plays. You have this young quarterback throwing in the middle where all the traffic is. When his strength is throw a couple of button hooks, throw some outs, do some do do a, a slant and go, do anything but keep throwing the ball in the middle, which they're sitting on. I, I I'm like, you got a different guy, let's coach differently. We got him in there because we wanted the, the defense to to Covered all the all the all the field instead of just the middle. He's not coaching that way, and that concerns me. And then also, let's not let D'Amico Ryan's off the hook. Mm. He got out coached that second half. They came out with a plan, and he did not adjust whatsoever. He literally got out coached. And then the penalties is ridiculous. Like you're not going to win any game, no matter how bad the team is, if you get over a hundred yards in penalties. It does not work. But Shanahan has to actually let this kid go, let this kid play, let this kid make these mistakes, let this kid grow. You're not going to be able to protect him like you were protecting Jimmy G. You just got to let him play. And then hopefully, with our hands together in in prayer, we end up with a Josh Allen in two years. But until then, it's going to be ugly. And we got to know that going in. Thanks, fellas. Thanks for the call, Larry. We're going to keep it rolling. With B and Lodi. And again, Kasha, what was the plan? Elijah Mitchell goes... Here's the thing. Elijah Mitchell goes down. It, was anybody actually that surprised? I mean, you don't wish injury on anyone, but were you actually surprised Elijah Mitchell didn't finish a game? All right, let's... We got about a little less than a minute, B. What you got? You're on overtime with Allen and Sterling. Hey, Allen. How are you doing, man? And hi, Sterling. Hey, and Allen, you and the OG from Seattle and that last caller nailed it. Um, this is... For me, this was coaching. I lived through the Bill Walsh era, and he was a football genius. When the 49ers were on offense, it was well orchestrated, beautiful, it was rhythmic, 10 yards, first down, 15 yards, first down, touchdown. I don't see any of that from Shanahan. He's an ordinary coach, in my opinion. I didn't see anything spectacular, inventive, creative, or nickeling, and Shanahan is overrated. Not a genius. That's all I'm saying. Thanks, B. I don't, like, got, I, don't, I don't like that, though, because you're comparing you know, Bill Walsh with Joe Montana and Steve Young 
guys who have played for 10 years, that are veteran quarterbacks that have rings and MVPs, to Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. They aren't those guys. They aren't legends. And I, and I get it. There isn't a rhythm. Well, there was last year, and if you give Trey Lance time, he'll find that. Yeah. But, again, how much time do you give him is the bigger question here. He, he, he was not good today. He wasn't, he wasn't great. He wasn't good. But he wasn't awful. There were some things, some things. He even said today, I made too many mistakes. I had a big miss to Tyler Croft in the end zone. I took a sack when I shouldn't have. Trey Lance knows where he messed up. Now the question is, can you look at that and say, how can I get better? How can I take these takeaways right. and improve next week? And that's when we'll start to know who Trey Lance really is. Yeah, everybody can say, yeah, I, I didn't do good here, but you have to be able to improve. you got to show me. you got you got to show me. You can say whatever you want. All right, we got to get to a break. When we get back, more of your calls, more of your texts, more reaction to the Niners losing to the Bears 19-10, and we will have John Dickinson on very soon as well. It's Sterling. It's Allen. It's overtime. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Now, back to Overtime with Kyle Madsen and Alan Stiles on 95.7 The Game. We are back. It's Overtime. Alan Stiles and Sterling Bennett filling in for Kyle Madsen today as we break down the Niners who lost to, yes, they lost to the Chicago Bears 19-10 to on the road as seven-point favorites, but... I guess Vegas doesn't know too much. Trey Lance, 13 for 28, 164 yards, one interception. The same old story that we've seen time and time again. The defense didn't play great, so that's a different story. But in terms of the Niners being in control of the game, but not taking advantage of that control, we've seen it far too many times. We're talking your calls, we're taking your texts, all that stuff. So let's go out to Joseph, who's in SoCal, 888-957-9570, who wants to chat about the Niners. What's up, Joseph? You're on Overtime with Alan and Sterling. How you doing? How you doing? What you got for us, Joseph? So, I mean, I just want to say, first of all, don't go too rough on the on the, on the kid, Trey, man. Mm-hmm. He played fairly well. It was raining. That's his first game as a starter. We kind of, you know, we got to 
pull off away. We got to see what we got. he could do next week in Seattle. Against Seattle, I mean. And then we can judge him. So we can't go too rough on him. Everybody was making mistakes defensively, offensively. Too many penalties weren't going our favor. We had control, like you said, I agree. But we can't go based off Trey's performance, in my opinion. He had one or two bad throws. Or maybe three or four, honestly, in the fourth quarter when he got, like, ugly. But that pick, up until that pick, he was playing very, very well, in my opinion. So... No, thanks for the call, Joseph. And it is it is a bit bizarre because, yeah. I mean, look, we're seeing people say Trey looked terrible, Trey looked lost, and then we, we have people saying that, I mean, I don't think he looked too bad. I mean, me personally, I thought that he showed more good than bad. That's well, what I thought. Well, our takeaway from the first half was Trey looks pretty nice. Yes. He looks like he has command of the pocket, command of the offense. He's moving around. He's making throws. He hit Ayuk for that, what, 31-yard catch. Hit you know, McLeod over the linebacker for a 20-yard gain. There were takeaways in that first half where you said, well, Trey looks like he's got it. Yes. Now can he put it together for a full game? Can they get in the end zone was my question in the first half. And that second half comes and everything switches where you're like, I don't even know what I can take away from that second half. Again. Because the weather was so bad. Yeah. Debo Samuel said, he goes, the ball was so heavy, Trey couldn't throw it, we couldn't catch it. It was just everything that could go wrong in that, that second half did. Yeah. Whether it was weather, bad defense, bad offense. But for Trey, I would look at that first half more so than the second half. Exactly. there were throws. You said, that was really nice. I just don't know. This can't. This offense can't just be based upon... Elijah Mitchell's health right. because apparently the reports are not great. Yeah, he he left the locker room with a substantial brace on his right leg. He was not bending it and he was walking slowly toward the team bus. Now he wasn't on crutches, so maybe a good sign there, but from what indications are showing us, Mitchell could be out for an elongated period of time. Yeah. Which if today was an example of how the offense looks without him, I mean, I'm not saying hit the panic button, but you may want to lean a little closer towards it now. Exactly. And, and speaking of the running game, I, I don't know if it's just me, but too many weird plays in the red zone, basically at the goal line, where it almost looks like the running plays with actual running backs are, are some version of a decoy, where they're just trying to, okay, let's do, we kind of have to do one quote-unquote normal running play, so let's get that out the way. If You're starting so far behind the line of scrimmage. They both, I think th- there were at least two that got sniffed out from the start. What is that? That's a waste of a play. You don't, your offense is not that good. We've seen the Chiefs do stuff like that. Yeah. Your offense is not that good. It's why are you running backwards to go forward? Right? I don't know. It's kind of like when the, the kick returner runs sideways 17 times and loses 15 yards, and you're saying, what was the purpose of that? You hurt your team more than helped it. And in the red zone today, one example comes to mind. Jeff Wilson Jr. is in the backfield, supposed to be the power back, supposed to be the you know kind of the, the bell cow of the running back room, comes in, he gets hit by one guy on a counter and loses four yards. Hey, Trey, it's third and six. Give me a touchdown. That Those are the unfair circumstances Trey Lance was put into today by his head coach. Yes, and again, we're not. We, nobody thought Trey was going to look like Joe Montana today. But we did think that he was going to show some flashes. I think he showed those flashes. And it doesn't. Here, here's the other thing you need to think about now. It doesn't matter who the opponent is. And I know you had the weather, and I know you, it wasn't a great situation but it doesn't matter who you play 
you're going to need those vets to pick Trey up in spots. That's the bottom line. If you're going to continue to play Trey, and if they're not going to pick him up, you can say put in Jimmy, put in Jimmy. But I'm going to tell you this. Those vets need to pick up Jimmy, too. Yeah. Because the more Jimmy sits, I, I, the more Jimmy sits, the better he's going to look. And we're not talking about his actual looks, but well. the better he's going to – that, too. <laughs> but but the better he's going to look in terms of, man, I mean, we were never this bad with Jimmy. And, and people's memories and, and those types of things are all going to get blurry because you're just going to see what you're going through with Trey. Now, that – you lessen the blow if Trey legitimately improves every single game. Yeah. So as much as we can sit here and talk about this game, I think we can all agree that everybody needed to play better. Again, 11 penalties for 95 yards. It's almost 100 yards. And, and most of them came in what felt like very pivotal situations. That's not on Trey Lance. We know we saw the clip. Get the bleep and play in. That, that one's on Trey Lance. The interception, that is on Trey Lance. There's, if there was a pie chart, it would have... 18,000 different colors yeah. because there's plenty of blame to go around. It wouldn't be a big 40%er here or a big 50%er here, but if the, I'll tell you who should get majority. I'm still saying Kyle Shanahan because you are the leader. I don't care about the captains. I don't care if you have six, seven, eight. I don't care if you have 15 captains. It starts with Kyle Shanahan. And I want to remind people, and sometimes we have to remind ourselves this, that the game does not come down to one player. Mm-hmm. It wasn't all on Jimmy. Today wasn't all on Trey. It's never just on Dre Greenlaw or Nick Bosa. It's a cumulative effort of 53 people, 45 on the actual game day roster, to come together, play clean football for 60 minutes. They didn't do that. Now, people have their part in a loss. People have their part in a win. But the fact is, just like Jimmy got a lot of crap for what happened last year. He took the brunt of every mistake, even if it wasn't his fault. Mm-hmm. Now, he had his own, and he had his fair share of those. But Trey this year now has the expectations already on him. Your number three overall pick. Team traded the hall to get you. The expectations are you got to get us a ring, if not this year, next year. We have to be in the playoffs this year. But on top of that, it's, hey, that guy that actually had successes behind you now. And it's really it's not fair to him. And I look... Should Jimmy be here? Yes, no. You can debate that all day you want. The fact is, he's here. Trey Lance has to say, okay, look, I didn't play good today. How do I get better and show that? And that doesn't mean today's all on him or it's all on Shanahan. It's football. Tomorrow, Aaron Rodgers, if they lose today, oh, it's all on Aaron. No, it's not. And it's not all on Trey. But when you're young and you're moldable, that's why he's here. Because Kyle Shanahan can make the quarterback he wants. Jimmy wasn't that guy. Mm -hmm. Nick Mullins wasn't that guy. No one else but Trey has been that guy for Kyle Shanahan since he got here. Now that he is here, it's one game. Let's sit back, take a seat, relax, and go on to Seattle. But the issue is, you lost today. Had you you lost by one point on an awful play because the towel's on the field for a kick and there's a whole issue of penalties and stuff, Mm -hmm. we can say, oh, it's just, you know, the refs muffed it up. They didn't, though. The Niners lost this game themselves. They gave it away. And that's those are the hardest losses to take. When you give it away, it was right there for the taking. You gave it right back to them. And I think that's the worst thing about Shanahan's teams. They're always there for the taking. Yeah. But sometimes they can never grab that brass ring and bring it in. I think what is probably tough or toughest 
for Niner fans is because you can feel it coming. Yeah. We're sitting here watching it in the studio. I told you. And you see the Dre Greenlaw. <laughs> you see that penalty. They get the extra. Then they ultimately score. Yeah. It's happening. It's happening. And it, it happens far too often with Shanahan's teams. And you can feel it. Every and, and you know what? I got multiple friends. Bonte out there right now. Bonte, I'm sure he's hearing it while he's w- running around in the rain right now. Yeah. Because you can feel it coming. Just like The weekend said. That should be Kyle Shanahan's walkout song. I feel it coming because you always feel some type of collapse when he gets in these types of situations. The 650 is chiming in talking about how bad the O-line played. They were able to hide early, early on yep. with Elijah Mitchell because exactly. you had the running game to neutralize it. Once he went out, once the Bears took the lead and they could peer, you know, pin their ears back, it was, it was night-night for them. Then you saw one crack here, two crack here. If it was a boat, it would have been sinking. 888-957-9570. Let's head out into Palo Alto and hear from Ariel, who wants to talk about the Niners. What's up, Ariel? You're on Overtime with Allen and Sterling. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thank you for having me. Of course. What you got for us? So, real quick, I just want to repeat what you guys just said a moment ago. You know what? We actually just beat ourselves this game. We can't be too worried. We definitely can't be too hard on Trey just yet, you know. You know, honestly, I like the flashes. Like you said earlier as well, people are going to have bad opinions. People are going to have good opinions. Regardless, the kid is going to drown out the noise later on. Once we start picking it up, quit with all the penalties, people will come around. You'll see. I, I have a good feeling about this season, man. I say we're going to get in the big dance. We're going to make some noise. Thank you, guys. No, thanks for the call. And I think it is, again... We know it's going to take time. Yeah, We're just not sure how long and how patient everybody wants to be. Whether you're Ariel, whether you're Sterling, whether you're myself, whether you're Kyle Shanahan, how much time. I, I did not think Trey Lance looked that bad. But he's got to look better next week. And, he, and, and I know we talked about you can't assume. You got to think he's go, everyone is going to look better. Because if they don't, again... You could blame it on Trey. You could blame it on anyone. I'm blaming it on the head of the snake, and that's Kyle Shanahan. You cannot mess around next week. After, after the Rams lost on Thursday, you could hear Sean McVay screaming and yelling through. All the media was saying we could hear him just cussing everybody out. I know Kyle Shanahan's a little bit different, even though we saw it on TV, get the bleep and play in. He needs to, everybody should wear it. And he needs to ye- look in the mirror and yell at himself as well. Everybody can get it because they did not show up. All right, let's go somewhere in San Francisco that is not the building, I don't think, that we're currently in, and talk to Nidu, who wants to talk Niners as well. What's up, Nidu? You're on with Allen and Sterling on Overtime. Uh, so I just wanted to know why they went over Trey Lance over Justin Fields, because when like, Justin Fields was at Ohio State, I was at Ohio State, and like I watched like, like nearly all of his games. And I remember him playing with like broken ribs against Clemson and like he has a good arm. He is really mobile, uh, and like he can process multiple reads. Why was Treyland chosen over Fields? Uh, no, it's a it's a great call, Nidu. I mean, I was always on the Justin Fields bandwagon. I was always on that train. And by the way, Nidu, I, I, I know you said you went to Ohio State, but I, I'm not sure. I mean, if you went to Ohio State, isn't it always the Ohio State? I mean, you're going to call in. I, I believe you, but where is the the when you're talking about Ohio State? But I like Justin Fields a lot. I thought he looked good today. And they were supposed to have 
the the terrible offensive line. What was it? Justin Fields talking to his rookie. Hey, I know you're going to get. You know, I know you're going to get uh, kind of manhandled a little bit by by Bosa, but I still got you. Don't worry. I'm going to talk you through it. He told the media, "You don't expect him to win every rep, right?" Mm-hmm. Knowing I have a monster of a defensive line coming at me every right. single play, and to, to Fields' his credit, in, he was not great early, but when it mattered, he turned it up. Mm-hmm. And that's the stuff you want to see from a young quarterback, and that's the stuff we can hope to see from Trey Lance. Now, again, context definitely matters here. Fields has a whole season under his belt. Trey Lance has now fourteen. But in that season, he, there was some back and forth. There Nagy was. was on the way out. I mean, it wasn't a picture perfect. Here right, are the keys season right. though. But I don't think Trey Lance didn't play so far behind the eight ball today where I'm sitting back saying, why didn't we draft that guy? It's like, well, that guy has a whole season under his belt of actually playing. And I'm sitting there saying, well, Lance has 14 quarters of actual playing time. And, And let me say something, though. Because when it comes to this whole Trey Lance has a lot of pressure, I know early on I was thinking, oh, man, is this fair on Trey Lance? Look. Everybody's got pressure in this league. Justin Fields has a whole new coaching staff. Everybody is trying out until you're not trying out, until you retire. Fields has to prove to the new regime he's the guy. Exactly. So it's not like Trey Lance is the, and he, and Fields has a lot less to work with. And I'll tell you this, he turned some heads today. Yeah. Including fans like Nidu who's calling and thinking, wait, hold up. How did this guy slip? Why did this guy slip? But again, Kyle Shanahan, what was your, what was your plan? We didn't know what the Bears' offense, what their scheme was going to be. Obviously, they got Montgomery. They got they got Mooney. They got some guys. But, all right, this isn't enough. It looked like enough today. Dante Pettis had the biggest play for them. Dante Pettis, who couldn't even make the Giants yeah. roster last year, who we gladly sent away, who Kyle Shanahan said, we have you on the team. You're not playing in the Super Bowl. The biggest game of his life, Dante Pettis did not play. It was a healthy scratch. That's the guy who burnt us today. Mm-hmm. That's what's frustrating. A guy who really shouldn't even be on an NFL roster, and good for him, happy for well, him. Clearly, he should be. Well, I mean, maybe the Bears I mean, uh, roster. By the way, by the way, the Bears claimed se- seven players on that roster were claimed off waivers. This is a land of misfit toys. That's what you lost to. I will tell you this: not even the Bears thought coming in they were going to win today. No, but San Francisco gave them the opportunity. They left the door open, and they slammed it or they, they they completely just blew it open for mm-hmm. him. And they said, we're here. What are you going to do about it? And San Francisco got in their turtle shell and said, we don't know. We we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. And that's Kyle Shanahan's fault. Yep. Imagine imagine a game of tug of war, right? And and the other team is down and out. A couple, we could even go to uh, squid games. The other team is <laughs> down and out. You almost got, you almost got it pulled. And, and just one thing messes up. One person on the other side that's winning slips. That was Trey Greenlaw. Yeah. That was Trey Lance missing throws. That was penalties. That was the defense not showing up. And then slowly but surely gets pulled the other way, pulled the other way. And that momentum that you had, once you lose it, it is almost impossible to get it back. 888-957-9570. Let's head out to VA, Virginia. I was actually born in Virginia, by the way. And talk to James, who wants to talk Niners. What's up, James? You're on Overtime with Alan and Sterling. How you doing, Alan and Sterling? Uh which part of Virginia are you from? I was born in Norfolk. I was born in Norfolk. Uh, I'm from Alexandria. Okay, all right. What you got for us? Uh, what a disappointing loss. Uh, I'm going to be honest, man. Two quarterbacks look better than Trey Lance. I, I know he doesn't have enough time, but he cannot complete short, quick passes. Those two passes to Debo or throwing it to the ground, 
embarrassing. I don't know. I, I'm starting to have little doubts with Trey Lance. It's still early. It's, it's one game. It's one game. It's so early. But we did sit there and say it was early on in the game, and it was a third down conversion that it was a it was a third down play that closed on Trey pretty early. And I said, Sterling, I hate to be that guy, but did it, does he maybe make that play if he doesn't drop his elbow down like he always does? And Bring I don't up the hitch. I, I don't want to. But there are situations where there are quarterbacks out there that can alter their throws and different, yeah. different, have different throwing motions, things like that. Trey Lance does not seem to be that guy. But this is the difference with a Fields or a Mac Jones mm-hmm. or a Trevor Lawrence or even a Zach Wilson. We know who they are, right? Mm-hmm. We saw Trevor Lawrence light it up in college. Fields was great in college. We don't know what Trey Lance is, so no. we nitpick everything of, well, I don't like this and I like that, or I don't like that and I like this. We don't know what he is. We, we have this, you know, this, this thing in our head where we hope he can be that. We hope he can be Mahomes. But even Mahomes, we saw him at Texas Tech. We have no idea, at least as a fan, what Trey Lance actually is as a quarterback. You can go look at the, the tape in North Dakota, but there isn't much of it. And so when fans see a full game of Trey Lance, finally— and it doesn't look like the Texans game where he struggled early, then all of a sudden roared back and had a big touchdown to Debo mm-hmm. and looked better. This game was, he was okay early, struggled a lot late, and they lost. Had they, let me ask you this, had they won this game 20-19, to 19, but Lance's day was exactly the same, right? Let's say the running game was crazy, and Lance was 46% comp percentage, 164 yards, no TDs, and one interception. Are you happy? Is, is that okay with are, you? Are you saying they still lost? No, they, they went 20-19 to 19 by one point. But he has the exact same day he had. It's, yes, is that you're okay? happy. Because then you... Because then you avoid the Jimmy, the Jimmy clan. Cause right. the Jimmy clan is always what Jimmy wins games. Even though it depends on the day, depends on the time, right. it, it, are, are wins a quarterback stat or not. It depends on who you ask and depends right. on who you talk to. So to me, winning solves everything. And now you go into a situation where you got to deal with Seattle, you got to deal with the 12th man, and you, you really, this is one of those ones where I don't even know if you want to call this game a mulligan. Because the Bears, a, a mulligan to me. I don't think you can. You can't, because this is a mulligan old- would have been a bad, a bad game, but you won. Now, yeah. even if you go to Seattle and win, but it's not convincing, they have a tier four and tier five quarterback. That's the, uh, it's a battle of the, of the teams that don't have a, a captain who's a quarterback. Yeah. So if you don't go in there and handle business the way you're supposed to, because you play two teams who combined their cupcakes, combined their records between the Bears and the Seahawks, I don't know if it would be double digit wins. Probably not. Probably not. And to add some, some more stats to you for one second here. If I told you San Francisco had more yards than Chicago, more time of possession than Chicago, and more first downs than Chicago, what would you say? Oh, San Francisco should have won that game. Yes. Well, guess what? They didn't. No. And that's frustrating. That you controlled that game in almost every facet when it comes to yards, T.O.P., and first downs, and you still lost. I'm telling you this much right now, though, Sterling. You could put me in a, a frozen chamber and send me to Venus for, for 10 years, and you read me that stat line. You yeah. know what I'm saying? What? So you're telling me Kyle Shanahan's still the coach. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan must still be the coach if they lost that game. I mean, but that's, yeah. That's what, it, that, that's what <laughs> yeah, it's been. You're right. All right. We're getting up against it. Let's try to sneak some calls in 888-957-9570. Let's head out to Mo Money, 
who wants to chat about the game. What's up, Mo Money? You're on overtime with Allen and Sterling. What you got for us? Hey, how you guys doing today? Let me let me tell you this. I'm glad we got the six million dollar man still on our roster, and I'm not, I'm talking about Jimmy Garoppolo because I'm telling you, next to Jamarcus Russell, this guy's going to be the next next biggest bust. And uh, we had the game. The defense did everything, but you got to put up points. And all these guys that are on the bandwagon of uh, uh, Trey Lance, they're going to find out the hard way that within the next four games, the Niners are probably going to go 0-5, and and Jimmy G is going to be the $6 million man, and he's going to come to the rescue. Thanks for the call, Bo Money. I mean, look, that's... Those are the takes now. Those are the takes. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Do I think Trey should get more than one game before you call him Jamarcus Russell level bus? Yes, but this is America. You can think whatever you want to think. All right, Cam, let's go out to James in San Francisco who wants to be a part of the conversation. What's up, James? You're on with Styles and Sterling so what on overtime. Happened? What you got for us? Like what happened? So they were supposed. To, this was supposed to be the easiest win of the year, the easiest win they had. And they blew it. Somehow they fucking, excuse me, somehow they. Got to cut you, James. Got to cut you. Thank you, though. Can't say those words. No, you can't, you can't say what that. What are you doing? Uh, you know, the tension is high. Tension is high. All right, on that, let's get to a break. When we come back, we're going to hear from our guy who is in Chicago right now, John Dickinson, who's going to tell us the vibes right now in Chicago and give us some injury updates. It's Alan Salazar, Sterling Benning. It's overtime, 95-7 the game. Now, back to Overtime with Kyle Madsen and Alan Stiles on 95.7 The Game. We are back. 95.7 The Game Overtime with Alan Stiles and Sterling Bennett filling in for Kyle Madsen today. 30 more minutes left. But after us, the party don't stop. It's a sad party, but the party don't stop. You got Dan Devone and you got the Block is Hot Shamari Block taking you up a couple more hours so you can continue with those calls. The lines have been out of control already but right now let's talk to john dickinson who is in chicago right now and and jd let's just start here your initial thoughts from the game your reaction you were there are are you dry did you have a poncho on what's going on my guy i am dry no no poncho i was able to get down to the field right before the first downpour started which was at about eight o'clock this morning pacific uh, when they took the tarp off, and then it 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 poured for about seventy five minutes, but then right about a half hour before kickoff, it it I wouldn't say cleared, but the rain stopped, and then it came back right when uh, the Forty ers needed to mm. needed to go to the aerial attack yeah. in in a, in a big way. But no, just missed opportunities right from the opening series. I know you guys have probably spent the last couple hours talking about it, but. Debo Samuel gets the ball punched out when it looks like the Niners are cooking, and all of a sudden this game is is just kind of lingering at at zero zero. But uh, too many penalties, too many mistakes. I know Trey Lance after the ball game ran through five specific plays that that he thought he would like to have back, but they should have been up more than they were. And then a broken play, Justin Fields backyard football finds. Pettis, and all of a sudden you're in the game, and it just the momentum was unable to be stopped once the Bears got rolling a little bit. This is a pretty 
this this is a pretty bad loss. Uh, I, you know, I I I am not one prone to hyperbole, guys. But I think you could make the case that this is a top five worst loss of the Shanahan era, and maybe wow. the Bears wind up being better than we think. Maybe you know, not to go Denny Green on you. But maybe the Bears are a little better than anticipated. But, I mean, this looked like one of the easiest games on the 49ers schedule, guys, going into it. I mean, everybody had this one as a win. Now it's not. And now you got to deal with the aftermath of being 0-1. And then you look at the stat line for your quarterback. And while I wouldn't put this loss on Trey Lance necessarily, he didn't have a great stat line. And then no. he goes in after the game in the press conference and, tells you the five plays he wishes he would have had back so that's that's the that, that's the headline thoughts fellas well jd let's stick with trey lance for a second here and you can tell by the demeanor of a quarterback whether it's positive or negative how they carry themselves and one thing trey has shown in the past where if he makes a mistake he'll own it and he'll say look i had to get better here and there and his demeanor always seems like one that you look to and say that's a franchise quarterback when he was going through all the five plays maybe he missed or messed up today was it a little more somber because of the loss, or was he still maybe strong in his point of, I messed up here, but I'm going to get better? Yeah, I, I think there's a confidence. I mean, I mean, to me, you don't have to look any further, really, than, than Trent Williams reacting to, and Trent Williams happened to come into the press conference room as the, as the last member of the 49ers to speak today, and, and he came in right after Trey Lance started. So he heard Trey Lance basically put the game on him, and then Tim Kawakami, the athletic, asked him right out of the shoot, uh, you know, what, what does that say about Trey Lance? Uh, just basically blaming himself for the L. And he said flat out it's why they handed him the keys to the organization because of his maturity. He's a mature dude. He's a great teammate. So I think that, that speaks to, uh, I, I think, the tone and the quiet confidence. But to have Trent Williams speak to it as quickly as somebody who witnessed it and obviously was was protecting him during the game I, I think it carries a little more weight I'm like the one thing I'm not worried about guys is Trey Lance's demeanor I'll, I'll say that I just I'm not worried about his demeanor JD let, let's get a breakdown uh, in terms of the injuries I know things are obviously early but what, what are we looking at I know We've been hearing some things about Elijah Mitchell. It could be serious. I know Al Shire left with a concussion. What's going on in the post-game injury reports so far? Yeah, those two, uh, Aziz Al Shire is in the concussion protocol, so he'll have to clear that to return to practice and, and obviously return to game action. And I thought it was interesting uh, that Kyle Shanahan stopped short of saying that they they fear uh, a catastrophic you know, season-ending type of, of knee injury for Mitchell. Shanahan went as far as to say that he thought or, or that he was told at one point that, that Mitchell was going to be able to get back in the game, and then they came and ruled him out. Now, it did appear that they ruled him out very quickly, which obviously makes people gulp uh, and, and wonder, you know, did they do an ACL test? And, and you get the initial uh, ACL test where it, where it looks bad, and then the MRI confirms it later. It sounds like at least at this point, without any real details that that maybe it's not that but the direct answer from Shanahan was more of a 
I don't really know, then then we fear it's really bad. And, and just to stay on Elijah Mitchell, I mean, clearly the running game was different when he was out. J.D., they had about 15 running backs there during training camp. Let's say he <laughs> can't even go next week. Why did What happened to the running game once he went out, and what is the game plan there? Yeah, I mean, Jeff Wilson Jr. was next man up, and he wound up getting – the the most carries of anybody that wasn't Trey Lance uh, with the 13 carries and 54 yards. And Wilson had nine carries. Debo had eight. Uh, So the wide back is is back in the fold. But you look at Jeff Wilson, he just doesn't have really the explosiveness – uh, or the power that that you know the other guys have, and and some obviously have both. I was a little bit surprised that they didn't give Jordan Mason yeah. uh, some run as as once Mitchell was out. I mean, at that point, you make the decision that Mason's going to be active today over Ty Davis Price, and then so he was active and 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 made the the cut as far as being the third guy today. But I think it tells you that that. He didn't get a lot of reps, obviously, this week at practice, Mason, even though he was going to be active. But he also wasn't really in the original game plan at all. And I think I think it does tell you that, that maybe Kyle Shanahan doesn't fully trust Mason at this point as, a, as an undrafted rookie who was a great training camp story and absolutely earned his right onto the team. But to me, it, it, it says, you know, has he been fumbling at practice, that kind of thing. We don't know the answer to that. But, it, but to have him not be confident to go to him, especially in the, in the weather conditions as they were, it does kind of make me wonder, well, why was he active then? Why was he active if you weren't going to go to him after your number one goes down? Mm. I think the other part of it is that they're just comfortable they're comfortable handing the rock to Debo Samuel. I mean, that was a big question mark coming into the season. How much would the Niners do that? How many carries would Debo get? I think we all, what, had around 50, right, Sterling? Oh, it'll be about 50. Well, uh, you do the math on you, you do the math on uh, 17 games at, at eight carries a game. Uh, it, that, that's slightly more than 50. So, yeah, the wide back returned. Uh, but I was, I was surprised Mason didn't get much run. And then the one thing that's been apparent uh, over – the course of training camp and leading up to the season, they're going to run Trey Lance more than I, more than I at least originally anticipated. I think mm. today proved that quarterback power. How many times they run quarterback power today, fellas? Too many, in my opinion. Yeah, it seemed like four or five times, <laughs> which is not what you want if you're a young quarterback like Trey Lance. But a lot of the blame today, JD, is not being put on Trey Lance, and I think I would agree with a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Maybe those takes, but. People keep wanting to point to the offensive line, how bad it was. Only gave up two sacks today. Now, sacks don't indicate how good or bad that day was for you, but how much of this was the surrounding players around Trey Lance failing him rather than Lance failing them? I mean, it really is a combination of everything. I mean, they if, if they go down and score a touchdown early, I mean... Maybe they wind up just turning this game into a complete blowout and, you know, 10 nothing becomes 17. You pick up a, a first down here or there. You get off the field. I mean, to me, here's the thing. There were opportunities for the Niners to be up more than 10 nothing. They weren't up 10 nothing. The Bears found a little momentum. And, and the, the story of the game, guys, I mean, not, let's not bury the lead. It's it's the penalties. And it's, and it's penalties that... that on three different occasions, negated stops. And, and I think the Niners' offense inability to, to continue to have a rhythm in the second half 
it, it led to the defense maybe getting a little tired. I think I think defenses tend to get a little tired early in the year because a lot of these guys are not used to playing full games because of the way things shake out in the preseason. So I, I think they got a little tired. I think they couldn't get off the field even when they made stops because there were a, a bunch of just just brutal penalties throughout the game in, in different junctures. So I think that was part of it. Uh, and then they found themselves in a position where they had to make plays offensively because they got down and then couldn't. Uh, and then all of a sudden it's a, it's a quagmire in, in the fourth quarter and a complete downpour like it was an hour and a half before the game. And the ball's heavy and, and it's hard to throw and it's hard to catch, uh, as Debo Samuel laid out for everybody. So it, it, it's a combination of everything. The defense was great right up until the broken play and right up until the blown coverage and and the escape job by Justin Fields where he hits Pettis and, and they get on the board. The defense was dominating the game up until that point. So mm-hmm. it flipped. Breakdowns, and then the offense couldn't save them, but the reality is the offense should have done more before it got to that point where the defense fell apart. Well, and, and J.D., here's the thing. You didn't think we were going to let you off the hook. We're going we're to get you out of here soon because, I look, I, I don't know if you need to go get an Italian beef sandwich to, to drown your <laughs> sorrows away after this loss. But the last thing I'll leave you with is, obviously, you know you know how the call lines and text lines works. And everybody in Twitter, everybody is talking about Jimmy already. You got Mac Jones who goes down with a back injury. He's getting uh, x-rays and MRI tomorrow as well. How does Shanahan play this? I mean, there are going to be teams that might want Jimmy before Kyle Shanahan might feel completely comfortable. I mean, next week is going to be huge. It, look, I, I'm not I'll, – I'll put it this way. I'm not, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I'm not giving up Jimmy Garoppolo to another team right now. We mm-hmm. can play this game week to week. We can play this game week to week as far as if you want, and you ask the question in that way. So we can play the – do you trade him or not game every week? I'm not trading him. Ba- based on what we saw today, I'm not yeah. trading him. You can't. However, I, I, you, you may need him at some point. And, I mean, if Trey Lance is going to be running it 10 to 15 times a game, then, then you are, you're going to need him even if Trey Lance is playing well uh, to, yeah. to maybe step in at, at some point. And, and what happens if the offensive line you know, do, does uh, allow a few more sacks uh, as they have been prone to, 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 to do at times? Here's the deal, though. Trey Lance has got us. He, Trey Lance did not play his way out of a starting job today. I get why we're having a conversation. I get that his line was not good, and it wasn't. But And this is a catastrophic loss right off the top. Now, the whole NFC West may be 0-1 come tomorrow night. And, and you'd feel like, all right, you get a reprieve on that front. But it's still a bad loss. But I... And I I'm sure you guys have discussed this, so I'll just give you my two cents before I before I run here. I don't think Trey Lance played his way out of the starting job, but what if they don't win next week? And what and and what if it's a similar line? Because that's the question. That's the question that I've had. And Sterling, we've ch- we've chatted about this a lot off the air, Alan. We've talked about this on the air. It was hard for me to put into words how. Trey Lance could this season have a similar level stat line to Jimmy Garoppolo, but that not add up to wins in the same way that it did with Jimmy Garoppolo. And I felt like at the end of the day, today was kind of that, like I think this was a sub-average Jimmy Garoppolo game from Trey Lance, just when you look at the stat line. But 
like it was you know, all right, underwhelming. But the defense did some things, and if you make like if if you make a couple of more plays, maybe you're not in that position. And the other thing that I will say is how many times? And again, Trey Lance, I'm saying that Trey Lance should start against Seattle, in my opinion, and I and he will, in Kyle Shanahan's opinion. But do you think Jimmy Garoppolo would have made one or two more plays? At when it was ten nothing or ten seven or maybe when they got down. I mean, how many times have we seen them down thirteen ten, like they were today? And Garoppolo leads them down. They grab the lead back. They retake control of the game. It's happened a lot over the last few years. It's I, I know he's missed some clutch throws. It's happened a lot though. All that being said, if you're gonna hand the keys to the rookie, uh, well, second year guy rookie in terms of experience if you're going to hand the keys to the youngster you got to at least give him one more week i don't think he played his way out of it just yet thanks jd enjoy the rest of your time out there try to continue to stay dry and we'll talk to you soon at the very least or at the very latest next week take care all right sounds good fellas thanks for having me see you man you know what i'm thinking now is each week this is what we're going to do we're going to ask the question and 888-957-9570, you chime in too. Was this week Trey area or was this week gray area? Come on. <laughs> this week was gray area. Yeah. It was close to Trey area, but you can't have that line. You can't lose and it'd be Trey area. This week was gray area. And I will say this. As bad as that line looked in, in, in terms of Trey Lance's stat line, because I don't think his play was that bad. No. I'll say this, the weather, it was a thing. If he put up that stat line in, in New Orleans, in the Dome, then let's have a different conversation. Well, even then, he, he probably didn't have his security blanket. And you can argue how big of an impact did George Kittle have or not have on the game. Mm-hmm. He didn't play today. He may not play next week. Right. And so if that comes into consideration. Or Elijah Mitchell. There is a good chance that Trey Lance is behind the eight ball, not because of himself, but because of the circumstances around him. The monsoon this week, no George Kittle. Next week, maybe no George Kittle. Maybe no Elijah Mitchell. Who knows? Jimmy Ward's not back next week either, folks. I mean, Trey Lance is going to have to prove himself. Yeah. Now, at the same time, this is the NFL. There's always injuries. Right, no, no team is 100 percent right. healthy, so right. you're you're going to have to deal with that. Four one five is chiming in on the text line. A couple more minutes here before the post post game starts up, and that's with Shamari blocking Dan Devone. Four one five, Debo fumbled. That tight end could have caught the ball. Yep. The well, line was bad. That that ball was it was it was tough. Trey Lance missed Tyler Croft. Yes, Tyler Croft did not miss that ball. Yes, sloppy plays and bad coaching. This is nothing on Trey Lance. Now four and five, I'm with you. But we can't say nothing. Yeah, nothing is a very concrete word to use. We cannot say nothing. The interception was 100% on Trey Lance. Yeah. Okay, not being able to get that at. play in, that's 100% on Trey Lance. But again, we'll start this as we as we wrap up the show here pretty soon here. We'll start we'll end this the same way we started it. This was a collective L. Yeah. If there was a pie chart, there'd be every color of the the Crayola crayons box in there. Because everybody can hold something. You get an L. You get an L, like Oprah. Everybody gets a part of that L <laughs> this week. And, and they got to move forward, and they got to play better. And the bottom line is this. You get, the, you get all the credit when you get the wins. If, when you're Kyle Shanahan and when you're Trey Lance, you're going to get the blame in these losses. And I don't think Kyle Shanahan had a strong enough. Knowing the, knowing the issues 
that they were going to go through, he should have had multiple looks, multiple plans as far as the running game is concerned, knowing that they just put the, the Bermuda Gate. Grassgate. They just put down this grass on Monday. (laughs) It was going to be terrible conditions. You have an injury-prone running back in Elijah Mitchell. And by the way, so your backup, your number two running back is Debo, who you just paid all this money to. You're going to throw him back there. And your third running back is your franchise QB. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a Fortune 500 company, yeah. but that doesn't sound like a great business model for the most aggressive sport in the world. Well, it's not just that. Kyle Shanahan's on record saying, I want to run the football 40 times a game. With who? Exactly. Jordan Mason's not getting reps, he's on special teams. You didn't even dress Ty Davis Price. No. Your third round pick this year. Now, again, you can't predict the future. But you know the game was going to be muddy and a mess. Yes. Don't dress somebody else and carry four running backs just in case someone goes down. Last year, week one in Detroit, second play of the game, Mostert tears his ACL done for the season. Thank, Thankfully, they had Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. Well, this week it was, we have our Raheem Mostert, we have our Elijah Mitchell to start the game. We don't have the guy to come in and take his spot if he goes down. Jeff Wilson was... It was a non-factor. I'm not going to lie to you. And and this might be going a little far. And again, this is a week-to-week league. Of course. So I got to get this off. When Elijah Mitchell went down, yeah. it was almost as if, I'm telling you, Serling, it was almost as if Booby Miles went down in Friday Night Lights and there was just <laughs> no plan after. Yeah. There was no plan. And, and, and by the time it was, okay, let's let Trey cook, or maybe we want to come up, let's let... Trey area be a thing, then the monsoon happens. That's a bad. That's a bit of bad timing, sure. Yeah. But this game should have been over. This game should have been, been tw- over twenty-one to nothing, or, yes. or at the worst, seventeen nothing in the first half. Seventeen to nothing. You win the game if that's the the second half could have gone the exact same way. The exact same way. Bad play, monsoon, Bears pick up the heat, and they start playing well. If you get it done in the first half. That's They didn't lose this game technically in the second half. They were still in the game. They lost this game in the first half. When they had the ball on Chicago's 48, their own 43, in the red zone, Debo fumbles. That's a loss in the first quarter. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. Now, you can stay in the game, but you have to capitalize on the mistakes. The Bears did that. San Francisco didn't, and it cost them. No, they didn't. And look... It's just, we've seen how many boxing movies have we seen? And, and the Niners, they were throwing jabs. They were throwing punches, even a couple uppercuts. It's like they, Le'Veon Bell and Adrian Peterson last night. I was going to say, they did not knock them out. Shout out to Adrian Peterson. And then they look up at halftime. Wow, it feels like we shouldn't even be in the game. And we are in the game. Let's, let's go steal a win here. And that's exactly what the Bears did. And I get the conditions. I get all that. But at the end of the day, you cannot... You cannot play with your food, and you cannot let these W's slip away. Because honestly, you can, but you just have to make up for it. Now, that that loss that you you might have been able to handle against the Cardinals or the Rams or or one of these better teams later in the season, you got to make up for it somewhere. That's the bottom line. All right, we got to get out of here. Thank you for listening to Overtime with Alan Stiles and Sterling Bennett filling in for Kyle Madsen. Next up, we got our guys, Shamari Block and Dan Devone. So keep the calls coming. Keep the text going. It is week one. Niners, they'll figure it out. At least we hope so. 95.7 The Game. We'll talk to you soon. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t